Water heaters are just plain dumb. They're designed to keep your water hot whether you need it or not. And that can mean lots of wasted energy. But there's a quick fix that's easy and inexpensive. Read how to install a water heater blanket when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards, the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement project. Call us now with your do-it-yourself dilemma. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. It's the time when you get to reach out and touch the experts by picking up the phone and calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Hey, if you're a fan of home improvement, you probably know that Fancy Kitchens rule the redos right now. You've seen the makeover shows. You may even know somebody that you know does an occasional makeover <laughs> show the couple that puts in a four thousand dollar commercial range you know that kind of makeover but the truth is you might not need to go that far for a spectacular kitchen in fact consumer reports did a great story in this month's edition where they rated the top 10 most hyped kitchen products and why you might not need them we're going to talk about that this hour And also this hour, is your lawn showing its autumn colors already? You know, brown and crispy? (laughs) Well, it might just be taking a break. Sort of just playing dead for now. Yeah, sort of rolling over and playing dead. Exactly. And it's doing a good job. (laughs) And we're going to tell you why most lawns are going to come back to life when they're ready. And uh, speaking of lawns, you know, building green is a great way to go, but there are no real industry-wide standards on uh, what it takes to really decide whether something is truly green or not. And of course, we're talking about how to pick a remodeling project that is environmentally friendly. So this hour, we're going to give you some tips to help you be your own detective and determine whether or not the products you put into your project are truly green. And don't forget to call in with your home improvement question or your home repair question, because one caller we talked Talk to this hour who asks their home improvement question on air is going to win a great prize. It's a hat and bandana from the folks at Buzz Off, and it keeps bugs away without sprays or lotions because it's built right into the clothes. So call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Chris in New Jersey's got some trouble with some dried grout. What can we do for you? Oh, Leslie Segretti. Oh, Chris in New Jersey. I love you. That's all I have to say first and foremost, but now I'll get to my point. Okay. <laughs> well, I thank recently you. got a job cleaning dorm-type houses, three and four bathrooms apiece, and large kitchens. Now every wall and floor surface is covered with tile, which was done this past January. Now, I go in there, and they didn't clean it off properly, so it's thick smears of concrete-like, you know, substance. I let it soak. I tried everything, and she's expecting me to get it all off, and I'm at a loss. I have no idea what to do. I tried to, like I said, wet it down, and, you know, I don't want to scratch the surface of the tiles, and that's on walls and floor. Chris, do you think this is extra grout? Is that what it is? 
It is. It is extra grass. She said so herself. And it looks just like mud's been smeared all over yeah. these. They just initial, initially wiped it, did not clean it off properly. Mm-hmm. So it's not a clouding. It's actual chunks. Oh, yeah. It's chunks. It's chunks and smears and thick at, at some point. Yes, on floor and walls. Chris, this is not a cleaning job. This is a repair job. Okay. Okay. They've done a sloppy job of it to begin with. And if you can't get it off through normal elbow grease, and And I'm sure you're trying scoury pads and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, the the professional tile contractors will sometimes go at that with sulfuric acid cleaners, um, which are very, very corrosive and have to use very, very carefully. But Mm -hmm. if it's that sloppily done, I'm afraid that there's not not going to be a whole lot that you're going to do to make this particular customer happy because it's just right. not done right to begin with. Well, she just had a friend do it. It wasn't even a professional, obviously. I tell her she got what she paid for. <laughs> and uh, now I'm stuck with doing these homes. And when you talk about three and four bathrooms, huge kitchens, you know, like dorm style things, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm at a loss. And I've been mopping and, and wiping, and, and and she swears that it will come off. But yeah, it well, listen. No. You know what? Our advice is, Chris. Yes. Walk, walk away. Tell her you did, you did your best. You did your best. You got professional advice, and that you know she she probably should have hired somebody that knew a little bit more about tile work, um, because if you leave that grout on too long and it gets stuck stuck to the top of the surface, man, it's almost impossible to get it off. You can try scraping it off or even buffing it off, but if it doesn't come off easily, it's not. It's just not going to happen. But what the pros do use, Chris, is the sulfuric acid. You need to buy it at a lumber yard. It needs to be mixed exactly oh, yeah, to... Oh, yeah, let her friend try that then because yeah. I'm, I'm out of that. But, Leslie, I love you. I just want to tell you... Thanks, Chris. And, I love and you, I too. I watch all the home improvement shows and everything, and I think you're fantastic. Thank you so much. Don't let one bad project ruin it. Okay, bye-bye. There was a big Leslie fan. Yay. All right. That's my cousin. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, we got a curb appeal question from Joel. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. Um, I recently bought a house, and uh, the, the stoop was redone. It seems like they didn't do a proper job, so there's, like, some white uh, residue left from the mortar between the bricks. And is there any way to get rid of that after, like, a few months later, or am I stuck with that? The white residue is, that's left, it may very well be mineral salts. Have you tried to, uh, to wash it out with a vinegar solution? I haven't tried, but I'm saying it's rained many times, and uh, it doesn't seem like I'm too, I mean, I've been working on it. I think it might be part of the mortar from well, the brick. Well, the other thing that happens is you get mineral salts that are in the brick, and sometimes it takes quite a while for them to sort of all rinse out. And as the water gets drawn out of the brick, it leaves this sort of white, crusty deposit on it. And all you can really do is clean it, but it will eventually stop. So what, what would I clean that with? I would start, just as an experiment, with some white vinegar, get a gallon of white vinegar, mix it up with a couple of gallons of water, and wash it down and see if that takes the salt away. Uh, that's very, very commonly what causes this, this, uh, this kind of staining, and it's really pretty simple to get rid of. Uh, okay, thanks a lot. That's very helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. More great calls coming up, but first, are you thinking about prepping your home for the fall? Well, we can help you get you and your home ready for all that work. Call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, when it comes to building new homes and updating your existing home, going green is a trend that is absolutely growing fast. But as the new green products start to really flood store shelves, you have to ask yourself which products are truly green. We're going to help you answer that in just a bit. Money,
I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using Energy Star products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on Energy Star products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. AARP is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, you want those bugs to buzz off when you're tackling those home improvement projects outside? We're going to give away a prize pack today to one caller that will help you do just that. It's a hat and a bandana worth almost 50 bucks, but it's not just any hat and bandana. These are from Buzz Off, and they're treated with an insect repellent, so you don't need any sprays or lotions. You just pop on the hat, pop on the bandana, and out you go. You can work bug-free all summer long. All right. Well, if you like the idea of being bug-free, that means you like to be outside and you like the color green. I know I'm stretching it, but I want to talk about green building. And the idea of going green is when you make environmentally concerned choices in your building products and the materials that you choose. And not only are you going to conserve natural resources, you are going to save money in the long run. And it just makes sense. And in home improvement, it's an idea that is really becoming popular. And thank goodness for that. Unfortunately, right now, there's no widely accepted standard when it comes to what makes green building materials green. But I think one factor that you should and must consider is the product's durability. Because if you've got to replace something because it didn't last as long as it should have, then you're shelling out a second round of money and also a second round of resources. Not good. You're absolutely right. You know, when choosing durable green building materials, you want to make sure that they last a long time before they need replacing. Otherwise, they're not really green. And here's a good example. If you're thinking about installing insulated windows and doors to cut those energy costs, make sure they're installed with good flashing because if you don't use the proper flashing, they're going to leak. They're going to be a mess. You're going to have to replace them. You're going to have rotted wood, all kinds of issues that are going to follow. So if you want to install them and have them not leak, use a product like Grace Vicor Plus. It will keep out the elements it's a high-tech flashing. It's going to make sure your energy-efficient windows don't end up leaking and costing you a lot more in the long run. If you want some more information on how to build green and get the right products to make sure your improvements last as long as possible, you can check out Grace's website at graceathome.com for more green building tips. Leslie, who's next? Neil, you've got the money pit. What can we help you with today? Yes, I would like to replace my driveway it's about 120 foot long. Okay. And on each side of the driveway, uh, my wife would like to have some papers. Okay. You know, just for aesthetic value. Now, the question is, do you put the papers down in sand or do you have to put them in concrete? No, you put them in sand. You would, you would uh, go ahead and build the driveway first. And then after the driveway was built, you would create a sand bed. You would excavate down probably about six inches or so. You're going to put some crushed gray gravel. You're going to level that out. You're going to put a little bit of sand, place the pavers on top of that bed, and then use some more sand to fill in the gaps in between. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to put them on top of concrete. And in fact, if you do, there's going to be no way for that paver section to, dra- to drain properly. And you know what, Neil? Rent a tamping machine from the home center. Not only are they super fun to drive around, but they make quick work out of leveling everything uniformly and easily. Yeah, the most common mistake is to not tamp that surface properly, Neil. And that's when you get in situations where you see the uh, walkways are all sort of roly-poly with weeds coming through. Yeah, Make sure you have a really good base. The pavers are the last thing you do. It's what everybody wants to get to, but it's the last thing you do. Make sure you have a great base, and that, that walkway will stay like that for a long, long time. Okay, thank you very kindly. You're welcome, Neil. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jane in South Carolina, welcome to the Money Pit. What's going on with your septic system? Well, that's what I'd like to know. Uh Um, I I just bought this house, 
And it never dawned on me, being a city girl, that this would not be just the regular, you know, sewer line to the street to the, you know. And come to find out that it has it has a septic system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is I very delicate. absolutely nothing about what it is or how to maintain it. All you want to know is flush it, and wherever it goes after there is just fine, right? <laughs> as long as it doesn't come back. So far, so good, yes. All right. Well, listen, there are millions of homes in the country that are uh, that have septic systems, private waste disposal systems. Generally, I mean, the, the type of system can change, but generally what happens is when you flush, uh, that waste goes into a tank. And in the tank, you have a a bacterial field that is formed that allows the waste to to deteriorate. And as the water level comes up, it overflows and goes out into a septic field, which is a series of pipes that are perforated, and that waste then drains off into the soil. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way it's dissipated. Um, The things that you want to remember about uh, living with a septic system that you may not have had to dealt with before is you have to be very careful not to put a lot of bleach and things like that into your plumbing system because that can sort of wreck that uh, that natural uh, degeneration that's going on inside the tank and mm-hmm. you know cause the cause the uh, the bacteria to kind of and not also, be able to do their jobs. In addition to bleaches down the drain, you want to make sure that you don't put grease or oils as well because they do the same kind of thing. Um, you also want to know that when they do need to be pumped, which is every couple of years, it depends on the size of the tank and the amount of people who you've got using the system within your house. And also, if you have a garbage disposal, that can tend to lead to pumping more frequently as well. Well, unless you use a disposer that's specifically designed for septic systems, where it really, really grinds up the waste, and those are available. Oh, okay. Well, and you want to, sorry, we've got a lot of info. You want to make sure that you have a map that tells you exactly where the location of the tank and the drain fields are on the property, just in case you ever go to plant a tree or dig a post for something or put a pool in. You want to know where things are. Now, is that something I have to have a plumber come and do? No. Have you, have you ever had, when you bought this house, Jane, did you have a septic system inspection done? No, no one said anything about it being a septic system. Um, that's something that you might want to have done, and you may want to uh, call your uh, local municipal authority and ask about whether or not they perform septic system inspections, or you could have a private contractor do that. A septic system inspection is a good thing to do. You know, I spent 20 years as a home inspector, and anytime we had a house that had a private septic system, we always did inspections on it. There's different ways to do it. Uh, typically, what happens is you run a lot of water through the system, and you put dye in the water so you can tell if there's any breakdown or voids in the system uh, anywhere. So that's one thing that you might want to do, and that will give you a good orientation, too, as to what you have to deal with there. Okay, and, and would they do the map? Mapping as well? They, they, they certainly should be able to tell you where the pipes are as part of the inspection, yes. All right, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Diane in New York, listening in on WABC, has a cleaning question. What can we help you with? Uh, well, I tell you, I have flaxseed oil in my carpet. How did that happen? <laughs> and, well, it's, it's unbelievable. I have a cat who has a problem. So uh, in order for me to, this is the truth, in order for me to get the oil in her system, I have to put it on her paw. Uh, So I've been chasing her around the living room uh, 
you know, going after her, trying to put smudges of flaxseed oil on her paw. And oh, lo boy. and behold, I didn't realize it because the, the uh, carpet is beige. So you have little cat prints of flaxseed oil around the place, That's huh? That's right. And I have flaxseed oil. And I was just wondering if there's anything I can do to try to get this out. Well, if you've got that much of it, you're probably going to want to shampoo the carpets. But another thing that you could try on sort of a spotting, spot-by-spot basis is to use dishwasher detergent, dishwashing liquid. Okay. You know, mix it up about um, a quarter dishwashing liquid, three-quarters water, and try to blot it on the stains. That tends to break it up and pull it out the same way. Way oil gets pulled off of your uh, dishes as you as you rinse them and wash them. Okay, good. And, and it won't uh, it won't damage the carpet either. But if you've really got it all over the place, yeah, if it's all over the place, you're yeah, not going to yeah. want to do that everywhere. You might want to rent a steam cleaner and find some other way to keep your cat healthy, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll do that and look into the steam cleaning also. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. That's the part of pet ownership that nobody thinks about. <laughs> but it's so, so funny. It's all that housekeeping. You, you know you can see her cat just licking it off of her paw. That's the only <laughs> way they'll get the cat to do it. That's funny. Bruce in Nebraska's got some leaky roof vents. What can we help you with? Hey, I got a problem with uh some roof vents in my house, and okay. uh, in the wintertime, the snow blows in them, <laughs> and then <laughs> it melts when it warms up. Okay. I was wondering, uh, do you have a solution for that other than, I don't know, stuffing newspaper in them or whatever? <laughs> or what, what kind of roof vents do you have? Are they the big square ones, or are they ridge vents? What do you have? Uh, no, they're the square ones, you know, that you put up in your roof. Okay. Uh, you know, um, Bruce, when you have a lot of wind-driven snow like that, there's a special type of vent called a filter vent that has like um, like a filter material in it that lets the air go in and out, but it stops some of that snow from blowing in. And it's sort of like a fiberglass filter material that sort of sits in the vent opening. Now, unfortunately, I don't know if this material is available in a retrofit situation where you have the existing vents, but I know that different vent manufacturers make filter vent type products. And I think one of them is, uh, is, is certainty. I think they make a, a filter vent product that has the matting in it so the snow stops blowing in. It, you know, I've seen that happen many times, although generally it's never added up to, to any type of damage. So it may just be an annoyance for yeah, you. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. You know, it looks like your roof's leaking in the house. I've gone to the roofs in the middle of the winter and seen small snow piles inside the attic. <laughs> it's kind of disturbing, yeah. but it doesn't really hurt that much, believe it or not. Okay, no, well, that was my question. All right, Bruce, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. You are tuned into the Money Pit. All right, well, a kitchen renovation can mean an increase in your home's value, and it's about an 80% return on investment, which is a good thing. But don't overdo it. You probably don't need that professional cooktop or that fridge with the TV built into it, no matter how cool it is. We're going to tell you why these hyped products are probably not necessary next. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma. Call us especially if you're thinking about working on kitchens. You know, it's what homeowners usually spend money on first when they decide to remodel. And it's also what buyers usually look at first. In fact, it's the one room in the house that must say, wow. But kitchens are going really high-end. See ya might be starting to wonder if a $4,000 range is really worth that hype. Well, yeah, that's exactly what the experts at Consumer Reports were wondering. So they came up with a top 10 list of the most hyped kitchen products and what to buy instead. Joining us, we've got Celia Cooper-Smith-Lerman, who's the deputy home editor of the magazine. Welcome, Celia. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. You know, Celia, this is really an interesting idea. How did you guys even come up with this? Because it really is such an amazing concept. Folks just want to spend a ton of money on things. Is it worth it? Well, you know, we wanted to see what's worth spending your money on because people are spending money on kitchen appliances, on kitchen products, and you really want you can spend a fortune on these products. Yeah, you can. And you don't want to make a mistake. If you're going to spend the money, you want to know that it's money well spent. And that's what we were trying to do with our testing. We tested a wide range of products at all different prices to see how much do you really need to spend to get good performance and high style. All right, and you came up with a top 10 list of most hyped products. Um, the first one, we'll start at number 10 and work up to number one. You say one-stop shops. What do you mean by a one-stop shop? Many of the home centers are touting the fact that they can be one-stop shopping. You can come to them, you can get design help, you can get the products, and they'll install them for you. And we wanted to see if that was really a good deal. And what we found was that it really wasn't a good deal. What you need to do is shop around uh, because if you're not necess- people who did that route, who tried to do everything in one stop, were not necessarily the most satisfied with, with their kitchens after all. All right, number nine, you're talking about green flooring. Green is the hot topic, so what do we do for flooring choices? Well, you know, it's interesting because this is, this is one of the, the surprising findings. We tested a number of different green options, bamboo, uh, cork, and linoleum, and we found that while they may be green, they're not necessarily the best choice, especially if you've got an active, you know, an active household, mm-hmm. because we found that they didn't really hold up as well as... Uh, vinyl and laminate to wear and tear tear and scratches and drop plates. And then we also found that um, bamboo and cork could also change color in direct sunlight. They either faded or some of them darkened, and that could create a problem if you've got a particularly sunny spot in your kitchen, then you're going to end up having color changes in one area that you don't see in other areas. Well, also, if you had like a throw rug down or something like that, that could uh, end up, you know, kind of being permanent to your floor. Sure. Because the yeah. shading would would uh, would uh, would always have a different color. That's correct. <laughs> Number eight, you say trendy counters. Now this is uh, interesting because countertops. It's one of the largest visual surfaces in the kitchen. Uh, people are spending a lot of money on fancy countertops. You don't think it's worth it? Well, I think that they have lots of different options, and this is one of the areas where some of the most expensive and trendy materials, like concrete and uh, limestone, are not necessarily the best brides. They're not necessarily going to spend a lot of money, and their performance is not as good as some other materials, uh, like quartz, which is uh, an engineered stone product, or granite. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you're looking for a stone look, we say stick with those types of products. And if you're on a tighter budget, we say to go with laminate. Laminate is really a 
very good performer at a very reasonable price. All right. Now, number seven, you're talking about pricey faucets and sinks. It seems everybody wants the stainless sink and, you know, the $1,000 faucet, but is it worth it? No. That's, really? That's one of the things where we can, we can say we tested uh, a variety of faucets from about $80 to $600, and we really didn't see any performance differences in those faucets. You know, there are going to be style differences in terms of you may like one look better than the other, but as long as you get a faucet that's got a, a lifetime warranty against leaks as well as a lifetime warranty on the finish, then you're going to get a, a faucet that's going to work well and look good. We're talking to Celia Cooper-Smith Lehrman. She's the deputy home editor for Consumer Reports Magazine, one of my favorite magazines, and their article, 10 Most Hyped Kitchen Products, is on newsstands now. So uh, we covered uh, quite a bit here. We covered the one-stop shops, the green flooring, trendy counters, pricey faucets. Now let's hit the appliance area, and I see uh, number six all the way up right through uh, number one. Let's hit those appliance drawers. Not, not a good idea? No, we're finding that they generally have a lower capacity and efficiency and overall performance, and their prices are, are higher, so they don't really work out very well. You know, there are also a lot of other types of appliances, uh, turbocharged dishwashers, dishwashers with special turbo cycles. We found right. that those didn't perform any better than regular dishwashers. That's were. a lot of marketing hyperbole. Yeah. <laughs> and multimedia refrigerators, I see that's on your list. So people don't want to watch television and, and open their refrigerator at the same time? We're finding that many of those are, you know, not particularly fabulous refrigerators, and then they're even worse TV. <laughs> And now let's talk about cooking. Number three, steam ovens and ranges. Number two, speed cooking. And the number one most hyped product, uh, a pro-style range? Yes, Those poor yes, folks you know, who have the Viking ranges, not a good idea? Well, they're not, gonna, they're not a better idea than a mainstream range. We're finding that they don't perform any better. Uh, sometimes they lack some of the features that more mainstream ranges have. And they're also not as reliable. Celia Cooper Smith Lerman, Deputy Home Editor for Consumer Reports. The article is called 10 Most Hyped Kitchen Products. It's in the, uh, the August issue of Consumer Reports on newsstands now. In fact, it's part of a, an entire issue devoted to kitchen remodeling. So if you're planning on tackling that home improvement project this fall, I would definitely pick up that edition. Celia, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. You're very welcome. All right, so I guess I don't need the fridge with the TV built into it to tell me that last-minute weather before I walk out the door. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll pass on it. Well, I don't need the TV in the fridge to tell me that the summer sun and the lack of rain has left my lawn looking a little bit more like a hayfield than a lush green park. Well, if yours is the same way, don't fret. A live lawn may be in your future, in your very near future. Find out why right after this. 888-MONEY-PIT table saw 18 volt drill driver 8 piece combo kit you don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want with Ryobi you can actually afford them Ryobi power tools professional features affordable prices and they sound really good too Ryobi exclusively at the Home Depot I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. 
To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, give us a call right now at one 888 Our Money Pit operators are standing by, as they always are. And someone we talked to today is going to win an insect-repelling hat and bandana from Buzz Off. That's right. The repellent is right in the clothing, so you can be stylish and keep those bugs away. But you got to call in at one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. Okay, we were talking about those lawns that are looking rather dead this time of year because uh, it's been pretty dry out in some parts of the country, but uh, there is some good news. If your lawn is looking kind of like a hay field, uh, what it's doing is really playing dead. It goes dormant when it doesn't have enough rain, and it turns brown, and it will come back, and it'll actually come back rather quickly if you stay off of it. The thing is, when the lawns go dormant, they get very, very fragile. And so if you can avoid walking on dormant lawns, if you can stick to the pathways, it's going to come back quick and it's going to come back lush. If you wear it down because maybe you've got a path that goes uh, like a shortcut and you're always going across the driveway to get to the front door or something (laughs) through the lawn, that's going to be a problem and that lawn will not come back quickly. So if your lawn is looking kind of dead, stay off it. It will come back quickly because it's only playing dead. It's only running dormant. When we get more rain, more water, it's going to come back lush and green in no time. Speaking of outdoor improvements, maybe this is a good time for you to tackle a deck or a patio or a walkway. If you've got a question, call us now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Tuning in on WNWS, we've got Andy in Tennessee who needs to know how much concrete he needs for a project. This is a case where quantity does matter. It's not quality. (laughs) Andy, how can we help? Okay, I want to pour a concrete slab. Okay. Whatever, somebody said you had to convert to feet to inches. So if it's 10 feet, 6 inches by 9 feet, 8 inches. So it's, it's, it's 10 foot 6. And then if it's 4 inches, then if it's 4 inches thick, then I multiply 
inches times inches times inches. So, Andy, what you are facing is uh, the task of having to do all this crazy math just to figure out how much concrete to order, correct? Yes, sir. And there's a very simple way to do this. Uh, there are right. calculators that are available, and uh, all the concrete companies have them, but you can easily go online to the concretenetwork.com, and there are calculators right there where you put in the thickness, the width, and the length, and by my calculation, you want to go to the nearest foot because you always want a, a bit Round extra. Up. Yeah, what yeah. you're looking for is about 1.36 cubic yards of concrete, so you're going to probably end up uh, ordering a yard and a half. Okay. And that will do it. But use the calculators. They're very handy. You don't have to do all the math and convert from inches to feet to cubic yards and back and forth and inside Good and Lord, out. Lord, I was in a tizzy with all those numbers. I'm like, yeah, 30, exactly. 36 inches, 100 inches. <laughs> uh. That's great. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jackie from New York, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you? Oh, I, uh, I live in an apartment in Manhattan. Okay. And it's a very old building, and uh, my, my problem is my floors. The slats have spaces in between, and I don't know what to do to fill them in. Jackie, is this a strip floor or a parquet floor? It, I, I think it's euphemistically called parquet. What oh. is left of it has been here <laughs> okay. since the 1920s, and it's yeah. been, you know. And you know, it's a, it's a grand old floor at that age, but they don't wear too well, and they're very difficult to maintain as you're learning, because over the years, the wood shrinks, yeah. and um, it's very, very difficult to find any repair material whatsoever unless you happen to build it. I would say if you've got um, a floor that's really, really deteriorated where the pieces are coming up, then you may have to do some replacement. If you have just a few loose pieces, they can be re-glued with a contact cement. In terms of the gaps around them, I'm afraid that there's not a lot that you can do about that because that's just normal shrinkage. So if it's really, really terrible, you're going to have to replace those sections. And you know what you can do, Jackie, if you find some areas where the space is, you know, large enough for you to get a heel in there or you're finding that you're tripping up and you don't want to replace or you can't because of a rental situation. It you, is. Yeah, you can. And I know that floor you're speaking of so well, having had many Manhattan apartments myself. <laughs> um, you can. You can take jute, which is a natural rope, and get one that's many threads sort of twisted jute? together. Jute. J-U-T-E. And it's in the home center and get one that's many layers of rope sort of twisted together to become that one piece of twine and you can unravel it till it becomes sort of that matching thickness to that gap between the wood planks on your floor and you can dip it in some stain that's similar to the finish color of the existing floor and then take a five in one tool or you know a, a, a spatula of some sort and shove it into it the space there. between. Yeah, so what it's a sort great of, idea. You know, it's not going to crack out like a wood filler would, and it's going to, you know, at least take your eye away and your foot away from that tripping hazard. Jackie, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Talking to Janine in Pennsylvania. What's happening at your Money Pit? Hi. Um, yeah, we're in the middle of um, redoing our bathroom, and uh, it's actually just an investment house. And um, the bathtub is a really ugly robin egg blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I like that color. So, it's nice, but not for bathtub. <laughs> and uh, not this decade, as my husband said. Um, we would like to know of a product um, to cover that. Well, you you, you can um, you can recoat your bathtub. You can refinish the porcelain on it. But what I've found was that most of the products that are commercially available for that. Unless you're taking the tub out and having it completely reglazed, the do-it-yourself products are not that durable. They look good for patching. 
but in a big situation, it doesn't really stay as nicely. It doesn't look as smooth. I mean, unless you are like a master applicator of this stuff, it really needs to be done by a pro. You might be better off trying to decorate around it. You know, I mean, keeping the blue and, oh, and changing bad, the colors. Though. That bad, huh? <laughs> it's bad. Well, you know, replacing your bathroom is always a good investment. It gives you good resale value. So <laughs> that might be your next choice. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome, Janine. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. We've got more great calls coming up after the break. But first, is laminate flooring the right choice for the bathroom? It's a great choice, of course. Just make sure you get the right type. We'll explain after this. You live in a money pit. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where you can call us 24-7-365 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And you can email us by going to moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. And while you're at moneypit.com, fess up, you know it, someone in your house has got that ugly, lacquered furniture. Maybe it's not in your house, maybe it's in your friend's house, but maybe it's in your parents' house. You've got it and you want to know how to change it. In our very next issue of our Money Pit e-newsletter, while you're at the website, sign up for it. We're going to tell you how to update the look of all that old, shiny furniture. Or you could just wait another 10 years till it comes back in style. Your <laughs> hey, it works choice. for me. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at the website, you know you can email us your questions. If you're feeling kind of shy, all you have to do is click on Ask Tom and Leslie. We've got a couple here. Let's start with Charlotte from Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, I actually know somebody from Lawrence, Kansas. Charlotte says, I have heard you mentioned putting laminate flooring down in bathrooms. Do you have to purchase a certain type of laminate. Um, I The kind of flooring I purchased recommends that it not be put in the bathrooms. Can I use it in any way? And should I seal it with something? Hmm. If it says not to do it, I wouldn't do it. I think with laminates, you need to be really cautious as to which type and which kind, because you want to make sure that it can withstand, you know, moisture and moist situations like you would find in a bath. Yeah, you know, Charlotte, I'm not quite sure what product you bought, but all of the ones that I'm familiar with, the Pergo, Armstrong, Formica, all of those brands of laminate work very, very well in bathrooms. The only change I've seen is that sometimes the installation advice or instructions is just a bit uh, different for like a different location. underlayment or well, something. Well, like for example, with Armstrong flooring, I know you're supposed to glue the joints, but if it's not in the bathroom, you don't have to glue them. And because they're snapped together, it's very, very easy to put it down regardless. But laminate floor is not susceptible to moisture. I think it's a great choice for bathrooms. Just follow the manufacturer's instructions. And if the one that you're looking at says not rated for bathrooms, maybe you might want to take a look for for a different product. All right, next up, we've got Mark in Rockville, Maryland, who writes, I'm a new fan of your show, and I listen to your podcasts all the time. All right, awesome. I was hoping you can give me some advice. I live in a townhouse, and sometimes when I run appliances and the lights in the kitchen and living room and also use my microwave, it trips the breaker switch. Gosh, it sounds like a lot of things. That <laughs> yeah. When I turn on everything in my entire townhouse, it seems to throw the breaker switch. <laughs> what should I do? Well... Uh, you know, the situation here is, Mark, that you've got obviously too many things on that circuit. You've got to divide up that circuit. Now, 
Uh, I don't, not, I'm not quite sure how old your townhouse is, but in most homes that were built in the last 20 years or so, generally the lighting circuits are different than the appliance circuits. Now, the place where it usually is really put to the limit is in the kitchen, because as you say, you've got you know toasters and microwaves and mm-hmm. all kinds of very hungry, energy-consuming and appliances there. And things like the there. fridge that just kicks on every so often, cycles on, and that draws a lot of energy, too. Exactly. So what you really need to do is two things. First of all, you need to figure out what outlets are on what breakers, and then secondly, you can try to see how difficult it might be to move some of those outlets to different breakers. It is a wiring job that has to be done by a professional electrician, but remember that those circuit breakers are tripping off for a reason. And they're telling you you're pulling too much power, and if you continue to do so, it could overheat the house and overheat the wiring, and that could cause a fire, and that's why it's tripping off. Yeah, so do it the right way, Mark. Make sure you have a pro come in and do the electrical job for you to avoid any dangers. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. And Leslie, you know, this is my favorite time of the year. I don't know about you, but to get outside and tackle home improvement projects outside when it when starts it's to not cool so off. hot. <laughs> yeah, it starts to cool off just a bit. It's a good time to plan those projects that you're going to tackle, you know, right after Labor Day weekend. And one of my favorites is building a deck. It's a job that you can do quickly, efficiently, and it comes out great and you'll get great use out of it all summer long. So next week on the program, we're going to give you some tips on how you can sort of think outside the box and get really creative to build a super deck that can last all year long. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. 